power in the name of there's healing in the name of there's salvation in the name of the Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Jesus Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Interfel of the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Interfel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Be seated. Now, how to start a basenta? How to start a basenta? You know, loving books. There's a book here. Okay? It's called... Losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Now listen, there is something in you. All the potential basenta leaders, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. You see, all of you, there is something in you. There is something great. There is something powerful. In you. You see, most of you here, nobody respects you. Even nobody knows your name. When they call for family meeting, they don't, they don't add you. Your school, nobody minds you. But you see, if you are going to be ready to sacrifice, to suffer, and to lose your life for Jesus Christ, something great, something wonderful, something amazing will come out of you. That is what God has done for me. Yes. Which of you years? 22 years. Lift up your hand. 22 years. 22. You're 22 years? Eh? December. Almost 22. Anybody else? Yes. I can see one or two. Come, stand here. I gave my life to Christ when I was 22 years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In two years' time, I'll be 60 years. So, I've been serving the Lord since that time. Recently, I was watching a video when I was in charge of FCBPI at the Cologono Cathedral. You know, and I was there with my, my daughter. And then, Papa uh, Selassie came and said, we're having a meeting. And when she saw the video, she started laughing. She said, this one is your son. I was looking like my son. Yes. Since that time, 22 years, some of you are 
18, 17, 16. Ready at 16. Lift up your hand and say, I'm ready at 16. I'm ready at 20. Amen. Ready to serve the Lord. But you see, what is in you? It will only come out if you are ready to die. When I say die, not I die physically, but to go through suffering, pain. If you want to start a bar center, the first thing you must know is that you are going to sacrifice. You are going to do evangelism. You have to walk. There's no car. You have to walk. You have to walk. Yeah. One day, one of my pastors came to me and said that, Bishop, today I've worked a lot. I said, how do you know? He said, because my leg is paining me. Because I've been walking, doing evangelism, doing visitation all over. Sit down. John chapter 12 and verse 24. John chapter 12 and verse 24. Very, very, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now you see, when you take corn, the seed, and put it in the ground, you harvest a lot of corn. Is that not it? But when it goes into the ground, do you know what happens to it? Okay, it goes into the ground, and then it is the ground is hot. So it breaks it down and it becomes rotten. Alright? And when it becomes rotten, then what is in it begins to come up. Sister Kate, is that also? Eh? Biology mistress. Eh? Please take the mic and explain to us. Yes. Sister Kate used to teach biology. Was it biology? Yes. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So as Bishop Interfel rightly said, you take seed, bean seed, or corn. Um, there's a coat, an outer coat, or the tester. And as you put it in the ground, and you put some water, there's a little hole. The water enters. The outer coat disintegrates or breaks down. And the embryo, because if it's a viable seed, it has life. And then the embryo or the little structure that will grow into a plant begins to shoot out. So you have the rootlet, the radical, and then you have the plumule, which will grow into the shoot. And so, and so as the seed is in the soil, it disappears. It looks like that's the end. You see nothing, but actually life is growing as it disintegrates. And so, I believe that is what Bishop is saying. So, there is life in you. Life for ministry, life for the call of God, for the anointing, the gifts of God, life for Basenta work, life for a church, life for missionary work. Life to become an apostle, to become an evangelist, to become a prophet, to become a pastor, to become a teacher. 
But for that life to come out, eh, God has to bury you in the ground first. Yes. When the seed is put in the ground, it disappears. You see, some of you, when you begin to serve God, your friends will be angry with you. They'll say, you, let's go and dance, always church, 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 ah! Let's go and drink, ah! You, this is the one who called you to go and drink, you said that you are going to church, you know, you are something by center, why is that by center? Oh, oh, stupid by center, you know, foolish by center. So, very soon, you realize that you'll be alone. Your friends will leave you. Because God has buried you. And when you go down there, it is hot. So you break. Nobody respects you. Nobody cares for you. I get what I'm saying. But all that is necessary for the life that is in you to come out. Yes. You have to go through pain. To work for the Lord. Amen? You have to go through pain to work for the Lord. Like I said, we are going to walk. You don't have money to take trotro. You have not even eaten. When you meet somebody and you are witnessing to the person, say, Jesus is good. Jesus will take, for, take care of you. You know, Jesus will provide you food. You yourself, you have not eaten for three days. I get what I'm saying. You must be ready to sacrifice. When you come to church, now that you are becoming a Basenta leader, when we close the service, you can't just run away. After the service, we are doing unity service. After unity service, we are doing Basenta training. We are doing Basenta training. So you see, God is changing your life completely. When the prophet was training us to become pastors, I was a very young, busy doctor at Kolebu. You know, and the pastor's training program was after church, Tuesdays. Sometimes I would come from Kolebu after work in the evening. I've not gone home. I've not eaten. I come to church. The church closes like about around nine. And then we wait till about midnight for the training to start. And sometimes when the training starts, 1 a.m. or whatever, you close in the morning, I have to continue to work. You see, many of you shepherds of today, you don't want to suffer. You don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to lose anything. You call for a shepherd meeting, you are not there. You have run away. You have switched off your phone. You have intentionally switched off your phone. You have intentionally. I get what I'm saying. Yes. But you see, you must pay a price to follow Jesus. Now look at um, Luke chapter 9. Let's read from about verse 56 or 57. Luke chapter 9. Okay, for the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. 
And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto the Lord, unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wheresoever thou goest. I want to follow you. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. Sometimes when you are following the Lord, okay, there are certain comforts that you will not still experience. Young pastors, don't think that right from the beginning, there will be a house, there will be a car, there will be money, there will be this. Pastor William, do you understand it? Yes! You are building your ministry. There are times you realize that, look, if you don't have to buy a car, buy a land, rather, suffer. She says, you want to come and follow me? I want you to know that I don't have any place to sleep. So, if you like, come. Anywhere we get, we sleep. Anywhere we get, we sleep. Continue, verse 58. And he said to another, follow me. Jesus said to another, follow me. Come and start by sentence. But he said, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. Hey. Listen, the guy's father was dead. And Jesus said, come and follow me. I want to train you to do Bacentes. I want you to become a Bacenta leader. And he said, let me go and bury. My father's funeral is coming. Let me go and do it. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead. But go down and preach the kingdom of God. Wow. Go down and preach It happened to me last week. I had a very important funeral. Then I had an important church meeting. I chose I chose the preaching. <laughs> yes. I chose the preaching. I weighed the options. I said the preaching is better. Yeah. It will cost you something. It will cost you something. So shepherds, okay, it will cost you to serve the Lord. Pastors, lay pastors. Yeah. When I look at the lay pastors today, many of them want, don't want to sacrifice. Can't stay in church. Have to leave. Have to go. You know, and all that. But it will cost you something. To be a good lay pastor. Continue, verse 59. Jesus said unto, and he said, verse 59, and he said unto another, follow me, but he said, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. Verse 61. 61. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home, at my house. If somebody came to Jesus and said, I want to follow, but I want to go and say bye-bye to my brothers, my sisters. Do you see? Because as we are here today, okay, you have friends who are still smoking, friends who are still drinking, 
friends who are still watching bad movies, you know, chasing girls and all. Now you are in church. And now we are saying, go and start about center. I say, Bishop, let me go and see those my friends for about three days to, you know, just, you know, uh, tell them that now I'll go to church. I can't be drinking. When you go, they will squeeze your neck. You'll be there. They will say, drink for the last. And so these are those, they will squeeze your neck and pour that patashi. Quarter. So Jesus said, what did Jesus say? And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, some of you, you say you are a believer, but you keep on looking back. Keep on looking back. Look, looking back. You're looking up back at your old girlfriend, old boyfriend, old friends, bad people. Don't look back. Forward ever. Forward ever. Amen? Huh? Yes. Hmm? The things I used to do, I do them no Eh? The places I used to go, I go there no more. That patashi that I used to drink, I drink there no more. There's a great change since I great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. There's a great change since I met God. The girls I used to chase, I chase them them no more. The bad films I used to watch, I I watch them them no more. more. The quarter that I used to take, I I take them them no more. Now, let me ask you a question. The other day, when your pastor came to visit you, your bed, there was quarter under it. What is he doing there? He said, oh, pastor, this one is for appetite. You say it's for communion. (laughs) You have Guinness bottles 24 under your bed empty. When we ask you, you say that, oh, because the communion is frequent. (laughs) Prophet, the four prayer meetings always communion, communion. So the other time you ordered Guinness one carton so that it will not get shot. Hello? We must be ready to sacrifice. And you see, pastors, let's preach the message of sacrifice in our churches because that is how we were trained. Yes. Even when I take the older lay pastors, eh? 
That's how you were trained. You have sacrificed a lot. But we don't want to pass on the same message to the new ones who are coming. So the new ones who are coming, they think that they can serve the Lord. Everything is just soft, 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 soft. They can't pray. When you call for a prayer meeting after 30 minutes, they are looking at their time. This is our time. I remember there was um, a period before we started branches. Before we started branches, this should be about 1992, or 28 years ago. The prophet used to go to pray with a few of us at uh, Legon Gardens, the Legon University. Regarding, I don't know whether he's still there, you know. And when we go, we stand under a tree, then you share the topic and say, Let us pray. Then we all scatter. So let us pray. There's no time. You go and find somewhere to sit and pray until you hear that we should gather. Maybe after two hours or whatever. Yeah? Every Friday. From morning till evening. Morning to evening. And then one day, when we're praying, he called us. We're standing under a big tree. Then he pointed and said, look at this tree. It has branches. Some of the branches are big. Some of the branches are small. He said, this is how lighthouse should be. Lighthouse should not be one church. It must have branches. He said, from today, I'm going to send those of you here to different places to go and start branches. That's how branches started. The first step to start a bar center is readiness to sacrifice, readiness to suffer, readiness to lose something. Amen. Amen. And you see, watch me. Whatever you lose in Jesus Christ, you will find it. Yes. Yes. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And 25. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever, look at the scripture. Everybody look at the scripture. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. How many of you want to find your life? How many of you want your life to become great? You want to find your husband, you want to find your wife, you want to find a good job, you want to find a ministry, you want to find, you know, promotion. Lose something for the Lord. Yes. Yes. I had to lose my hospital to serve the Lord. Big hospital. Working, flourishing. But to be able to preach every day for time, Pastor Daniel, I had to lose it. You have to lose something. So, young people, what are you going to lose? You have to lose television watching, football watching, pornography watching, girlfriend chasing, boyfriend chasing, we smoking. All these things, young, young people, that's your lifestyle. You have to lose all these things. Okay? And then you are going to find anointing in Christ. Power in Christ. 
the call of God in Christ, promotion in Christ, a good life in Christ, good health in Christ, good future in Christ, blessings in Christ. Yes. It has happened to me. It has happened to me. Yes. Amen? What do you think? Yeah? Even the, the medical practice that I lost, my son has become a doctor. My son became a, he became a doctor at the age of 22 years. Hallelujah. Number two, the second step to be able to start a bus center is to do person to person evangelism. Person to person evangelism. What is person to person evangelism? You, you going to sinners one after the other, okay, to preach to them. Yes. Yes. That is one to one. One to one. You should be able to do that. Jesus did person to person evangelism. In John chapter 4, he met the woman at the pool, okay, and had a kingdom discussion with the woman. That was person to person. Eh? Yes. I get what I'm saying. Person to person evangelism. Now, how can you do person to person evangelism? Number one, have the right attitude towards sinners. Have the right attitude towards sinners. And I'm going to give you three right attitudes that you must have towards sinners. Number one, love sinners. Love sinners. Amen. Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? I cannot hear you. Do what? Love sinners. Listen. Don't hate sinners because they don't know what they are doing. What did Jesus say? Father, Forgive them for their sins, for they know not what they do. Okay? Now, look at me, look at me, look at me, sit up. Do you think that, do you think that a normal girl would like to destroy herself by committing abortion all the time because he's fornicating with all the boys in the area? No. Do you understand it? She doesn't know what she's doing. It is Satan. It is Satan. It is Satan. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 and 4. Is it 3 and 4? But if our gospel be hid, okay, give me a simple translation. Maybe NIV. And even if our gospel is veiled, oh, another one. 
If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, Satan has blinded people. Their minds. They don't know what they are doing. I mean, some of you, you are sitting here, you still are smoking weed. You don't know what you are doing. So don't be angry at sinners. Love them. Love sinners. Jesus loved that God loved us even when we're sinners. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. When did Christ die for us? When we were sinners. God loved us and saved us. Hallelujah. You can never reach out to sinners if you hate them, if you are angry with them. Love sinners. Number two. Number two. Have compassion on sinners or for sinners. Have compassion for sinners. Have compassion. Compassion is when you pity somebody and you want to help them. When you pity somebody and you want to help them. That is compassion. Okay, and Jesus in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36 and several other places you hear Jesus say have compassion on the people. But when he saw the multitudes okay, one day a certain preacher was preaching at a crusade and he had an interpreter. So when, when, he, when he says the thing in English then the interpreter will translate into three. So the preacher was quoting this scripture. Look at the scripture. So he said, but when he saw the multitudes, and the translator said, When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. I understand that. Jesus had pity, compassion. You see, the heart of God is compassion for sinners. You see, when, when you see a girl who has dressed with half of her bottles showing, look, you must know that demons have taken over her life completely. Don't insult her. You know, this is, you can be angry at the way she's dressed. But go beyond that and see the influence of evil spirits in the life of that lady and have pity upon her and let your pity be moved to witness to her 
about Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Eh? Now, the elder son in the story of the prodigal son, you see, he did not have the father's heart. Yes. Hmm? He was angry when the father had compassion on the prodigal son. So the elder brother of the prodigal son, he had the father's house and not the father's heart. Yes. Because the father said, everything that I have is yours. He had the father's house, but he did not have the father's heart. He had the father's possessions and not the father's purpose. The father's purpose was salvation. He had the father's property, but not his father's priority. His father's priority was the salvation, the restoration of the lost child. He had the father's gift, but not the father's goals. The father's goals was salvation. He had the father's objects, but not the father's objectives. Yeah? What is the objective of God? To save sinners. Jesus said in Luke 19.10, for the son of man is come to seek and to save those that are lost. That which was lost. Amen. I you have gone home. So have compassion. How many of you are going to have compassion? Your brothers and your sisters, your friends. You see, some of you, you started coming to church. When you look at your friends, they are still fooling and all Have compassion. Pity them. You see, they don't know what they are doing. I showed you the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 3 and 4. Satan has blinded their minds. They don't understand. When you go to Europe, they say they don't believe in God. You know, and have pity for a man who doesn't know anything about God's creation to say that there's no God. I mean, how foolish can you be? Up to today, every day, scientists are finding something new that they didn't know. And God does not, has not bothered that you didn't know. The things have been there. And he has not bothered to show them to you. No, all the things have been there. Huh? Yes. How many of you are here? Huh? Are you here? Are you here? Yes. Number three. So I'm talking about how to do person to person evangelism. I said number one, how to start by sentence. I said number one, be ready to sacrifice. Number two, you have to do person to person evangelism. Okay? In order to build a center. Number three, and then I am showing you how to do person to person evangelism. And the first step is that you must have the right attitude for sinners. 
And I'm giving you three right attitudes for sinners. Number one, love them. Number two, have compassion. Number three, have a burden for sinners. Have a burden. Have a burden. Have a burden. Oh, Father, when you see sinners, you see, when you see sinners, don't see them as just ordinary people. So, Father, these are people who don't know you. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Romans chapter 9, verse 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost. Alright? That I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a case from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. He said, he said, I have a burden. I have a sorrow. I want to see my people Israel saved. You must have a burden for your family. As you are sitting down here. Is your family saved? Are your friends saved? Your schoolmates, are they saved? You must carry a burden. And it is that burden that will let you be ready to tell them about Jesus. Without that, you will not tell anybody about Jesus. If you don't love sinners, Eh? If you don't have compassion for them, if you don't carry a burden, you will not be able to witness. You will not be able to bring them to Christ. You will not be able to preach to them. Eh? Amen? During every break, we'll do the grace dance before we go. Are you ready for the grace dance? How many of you are ready for the grace dance? Eh? Okay? Have a burden. And then the last attitude, have a desire to see sinners saved. Have a desire. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. Have a desire. Pray. Lord, give me a desire. I want to see sinners saved. Lord, give me a burden. Lord, give me a burden. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You must desire that the people in your community will be saved. That they will know Jesus Christ. That the people in your family, your friends will be saved. That you are not the only person who is saved. Some of you are the only person who is saved. You are the only person who goes to church. You are the only person who reads the Bible. It's not good. I've shown you that Jesus died for everybody and wants to save everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I'm talking about how you can build a center. And I'm saying that the first thing you need to do in building a center is that you must be ready to sacrifice. You must be ready to suffer. 
you must be ready to lose something. You must be ready to die for Jesus Christ. The white people who brought us the gospel, they died here. There's a, there's a town here, Akrupon. If we go right there, right there, you will see. You will see, you know, um, the white people, they are buried there. They didn't go back to your country. 22 years. 23 years. 26 years. When they came, those days, you know, they used ship. And when they came, malaria. They didn't know that there was malaria. So after a couple of weeks, they were bitten by malaria, uh, the, the mosquitoes. The parasites were introduced. After a couple of weeks, that was it. They died. And when they died, then they would send a telegram. There was no Instagram. There was no WhatsApp. There was no messaging. So it took a couple of weeks for the message to go back. And then when the message went back, the people are died, then they will bring reinforcement. They will bring more people to come and die. That is why you and I today, we are called Christians. If they have not come, maybe we will be members of another religion. We will be saying, Allah, Allah, Akbar. Yes. Inshallah. You have been saved because of the sacrifices of white missionaries who came from Switzerland, who came from Germany, who came from England, who came from Scotland and other places. Clap your hands for them. They sacrificed their youth. They sacrificed their youth. They were 22 years. Four years. Some of the buildings here have been named after them, Crystalla and the rest. Andreas Rich. There was one who came to Mamponier and started building buildings. I hear that his building is still there. So the local people called him Usiadan. They did farming to survive. So you must be ready to sacrifice to do by center work. How many of you are going to sacrifice to do by center work? Alright. Then number two, you must do person-to-person evangelism. Steps for doing person-to-person evangelism. Number one is what? Eh? Have the right attitude for sinners. Four right attitudes for sinners. Number one is what? Love them. Number two, have compassion. Number three, have a burden. Number four, have a desire to see them saved. What is the second thing you must do? Okay? To do person-to-person evangelism. Know that there are many places you can find sinners. Know that there are many Places you can find. Because people say, Bishop, I can't witness to anybody because I, I can't find sinners. There are many places. Let's go back to the story in Luke chapter uh, 14. Okay, from verse 16. From verse 16. Then said he unto them, A certain man bade, made a great supper and bade many. 
and send his servant at supper time to come to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. Okay. And then they gave excuses. Verse 20. Verse 20. All right. Verse 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the Lord, being angry, said to his master, Now watch. He showed him where to go. He said, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes, okay, of the city. So where are the sinners? The sinners are in the streets and the sinners are in the lanes. Where are the streets in your, in uh, Mount Komuda and Adaukwa in this place? The street is the main road. The main big, big, big roads where the cars drive. The lanes are the side roads and the corner, corner. That's where the sinners are. So, let us make a list of where everybody, this one is bring your mind Bible study. Okay. When I ask, you lift up your hand and then you give your own. Let's make a list of where we can find sinners. So, number one, write it down. So, streets. Number two, lanes. Alright. Number three, beer bars. Drinking spots. Number four. Number five, nightclubs. 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 Number five, eating spots. Eating spots, Davis Corner, where they sell Omutuo. Can I have a, a chair? Up, please. Eating spots. Yeah. Why? Game centers. Game centers. Betting centers. Betting. Where they bet for football. Are they there? Uh, schools. Schools. Workplaces. Work. Places. Okay. Ah. We smoking places. Ghettos. Is I told you, you know the places. Ghettos. Where else? Lorry stations. Lorry stations. Under the bridge. Where else? Cinema halls, video centers, internet cafes.
uncompleted buildings. Shesubami. That is eating places. Right. So, so how many of you can find sinners? Okay, who has the list? Reverend Chris, take the, the, the mic and go through with us. Okay. So listen. So what listen. I'm showing you that how to start a center, you must be ready to what? Sacrifice. You must have the right attitude. And number three, you must know where to find sinners so that you can go and preach to them. So where can we find sinners? Bishop, we can find sinners on the streets, in the lanes, beer bars, drinking spots, Night clubs, eating spots, game centers, betting centers, in schools, workplaces, in the ghettos, lorry stations, under the bridge, which is very powerful, cinema halls, video centers, I think I missed one, and then uncompleted building. And then eating places, internet cafes. Sorry? Where? All right. So you can add your own. Add add to it. Hallelujah. Now, next one. Know that there are Three types of evangelism. In terms of the target groups, know that there are three types of evangelism in terms of the target groups. Number one, Andrew type of soul winning. Andrew. Andrew type of soul winning. Andrew type of soul winning. What is the Andrew type of soul winning? It is bringing your siblings, your parents, your family members to Christ. It is bringing your siblings, your parents, your family members to Christ. John chapter 1 verse 35. John chapter 1 verse 35. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him 
speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and said unto them, following, and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, which is being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Verse 41. He first, take note of the scripture. John 1 41. He first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. So who was the first person that Andrew witnessed to? His own brother. Amen. So you must witness to your own brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your parents. I get what I'm saying. Look at Acts chapter 16 and verse 31. Acts chapter 16 and verse 31. Acts chapter 16. Maybe go to uh, verse 30. And brought them out and says, What must I do to be saved? Verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. So every one of us must make sure that not only we are saved, but our house is also saved. And that is the Andrew type of evangelism. Amen. Now I remember that uh, when the Lord saved me, even at that young age, my family is a staunch Methodist family. I saw my grandfather as a lay preacher preaching and all that. But when I became born again, I was wondering whether they were actually born again. So, I remember speaking to my grandfather, sharing the gospel. You know, then I traveled abroad to go and study. And I used to think about my grandmother. And I used to pray for her. And one time I came down on holidays. She was not well. I went to see her. And I led her to Christ. She died later on. Then when I came back, and started practicing. Every time I went home, there was something that I used to do. I would gather the whole family, both on my father's side and my mother's side. And they were in two different towns. So my, my, my mother said, I would gather the whole family that we must have a service. So we'll have a service where most of the family are there and then I'll, I'll, I'll lead them to Christ. I did that a couple of times. Same thing for my father's side. You know, so don't leave out your brothers and your sisters and your cousins. He says, thou shalt be saved, thou and thy household. So that is the Andrew type. I'm showing you, I've shown you where you can find sinners. And I'm showing you the people that you can reach out to. Your family is there. Will you be happy when you go to heaven and all your brothers and sisters are in hell? You see, the, the rich man 
the rich man in Luke chapter 16, okay, he said to Father Abraham, I have five brothers. I don't want them to come here. Don't go to heaven and then you regret that your father, your mother, as you are rejoicing, you are rejoicing in heaven, maybe you have taken chicken, great chicken that you are eating, and then just before you eat, you look down to hell, and then you see your brother shout, will you be able to enjoy? So this is the time. How many of you are going to reach out to your siblings and your household? Alright. Number two, Philip type of soul winning. The Philip type of soul winning is to win your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors to the, for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Philip type of soul winning is to win your friends, your colleagues, and your neighbors. Okay? John 1, 42. Are you blessed? How many of you are blessed? Yeah. You see, after, after this come, everybody here is going to be a soul winner. On your own. That's what they do. Verse 41. Verse 41. And his first founded his own brother Simon and called unto him. Alright. And, and said unto him, we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. Yes. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. For thou for thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Verse 43. The following day, Jesus will go forth unto Galilee and find that Philip, I seen that, and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Verse 45. Everybody watch verse 45. Philip found Nathanael and said unto him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. So Philip, okay, when he came to follow Jesus Christ, went and witnessed to Nathanael, his friend. His friend. So the Philip type of Witnessing is to your friends. Yes. When you are going to start your center, who are the people you are going to witness to? The people in your household, your friends, your neighbors. Hallelujah. Then number three is a Samaritan woman type of soul winning. The Samaritan woman type of soul winning. Okay. It is reaching out to your community. Reaching out to your community. The Samaritan woman type of soul winning. John chapter 4. We are reading from verse 28. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, she went where? She went where? I can't hear you. She went where? To the city. Okay? And said to the men, come see a man. Now, watch this. There's a phrase that everybody is saying. Andrew said to Peter, come and see. Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see. The Samaritan woman, you see, if you are properly born again, you will tell people, come and see. Come and see. People will be wondering, is that you? What has happened to you? Then you say, come and see. I see you going around telling people, come and see. Hallelujah. Alright, now, go back to the scripture. Come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Verse 30. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Are you seeing that? Eh? The woman went to the community. So the Samaritan type of woman of evangelism is ministering to the community. So there's ministry to your siblings, which is the Andrew type. There's ministering to your uh, friends and immediate neighbors, which is the Philip type. And there's ministering to your community, which is the Samaritan uh, woman type of evangelism. Now look at verse 44 of this, of this chapter. Okay. Or verse 40. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and abode there, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. And they said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. The people that you are going to reach out to, when they come to Christ, they will tell you that, Charlie, we now believe, not because of what we have told us, but we have experienced it ourselves. Amen. How to build a bus center. How many of you are going to build a bus center? What is the first step in building a bus center? Be ready to suffer. Be ready to sacrifice. Be ready to lose. Be ready to die for the Lord. What is the second step that you need in building a bus center? You must hold. I can't hear you. You must do what? Person to person evangelism. How do you do person to person evangelism? Number one, what? Have the right word. Attitude for sinners. Attitude number one is what? Love. Attitude number two is what? Compassion. Attitude number three is what? Burden. Attitude number four is what? Desire. Amen? Eh? Then, number three step in person-to-person evangelism is what? What? Eh? 
Nowhere you can find what? Sinners. Where can we find sinners? Everybody say your own. Say your own. Where? How many of you can find sinners? Under the bridge. And then number four is that know that there are three types of what? Evangelism. The Andrew type of evangelism. The Philip type of evangelism. The Samaritan woman type of evangelism. Amen. Then the next step, number five. Always pray before you go out to do evangelism. Pray at least one hour or 30 minutes. But pray. Pray. Always pray. I want you to write the following statements now. Everybody, sit up please and write the following statement. Write the following statement. Okay. Evangelism without prayer is a waste of time. Evangelism without prayer is a waste of time. Now, I'm going to give you some other things. So, evangelism without prayer. Don't write it again. Write the other things so you can go quick. So, evangelism without prayer is a waste of time. Okay? Evangelism without prayer. Don't write that one. Evangelism without prayer. Just write, is fruitless. It's fruitless. Evangelism without prayer is fruitless. Next one. Evangelism without prayer is argumentative. People will argue with you. Uh, when you start witnessing to them, ah, uh-huh. yeah, I've been waiting for a Christian to come. Have a question. Have a question. I've been waiting. So they say, even before you say anything, I have a question. Who was Cain's wife? Who was Cain's wife? Is it you too? The Bible, you know, small. And then I hear Bissau say, who is Cain's wife? Even Cain, I've not heard of Cain before. I get what I'm saying. People, be, they, they will say that, oh, I hear what you are saying, but I have my own view. So, evangelism without prayer is argumentative, is fruitless, is a waste of time. So, look at me. Look at me, everybody. Potential shepherds and all shepherds, pastors, always pray before you go and do evangelism. Pray for what? Pray for what? Number one. Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Are you enjoying? Eh? Are you learning some, something? Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. Okay, they were anointed with the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, verse 30. Verse 30. Acts chapter 4, verse 30. 
by stretching forth out thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus Christ. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Okay? So pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Listen to me. You cannot preach unless the Holy Spirit has anointed you. Hallelujah. So pray. Say, Lord, anoint me as I go. Number two, pray for boldness. You see, right there, eh, they spoke the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Pray for boldness. How many of you remember Peter before Jesus was crucified? How many of you remember Peter? Number one, he, 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 he went to sit somewhere to warm himself. And a little girl came and said, Ah, you, this man, I, I know him, he has, he's a follower of Jesus. Peter rose up and said, Whose child is this? Whose daughter? This will come for her before I slap her. I don't know. He denied Jesus three times. He was fearful. He had no boldness. But Peter, when he was anointed on the door of Pentecost, he rose up and preached boldly and 3,000 people were saved. I see the spirit of boldness coming upon you. Receive the spirit of boldness. The Bible said that the, the wicked flee it when no one pursue it, but the righteous is as bold as a lion. Amen. You know, Evangel- the reason why many people don't do evangelism is because they, 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 they fear. Yeah. That is why don't do don't go alone. Always go with somebody. Because two are better than one. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So pray that the Holy Spirit will give you boldness. Pray that the Holy Spirit will um, uh, anoint you. And then number three, pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to sinners. He will guide you to sinners. Acts chapter 16 verse 6 to uh, 14. Now listen. Look at me. When you go and do person to person evangelism, this is what will happen to you. As you are walking around, you will see some people, you don't feel like going to talk to them. But you see some people, you feel like going to talk to them. The Holy Spirit prepares sinners and put them at strategic places and guides you to them. Yes. So in Acts chapter 16 from verse 6, the Bible says that now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Messiah, they assayed or they tried to go into Bethania, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Messiah came down to Tras, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed, saying, Come over unto Macedonia and help us. Verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. In other words, through the vision, God was directing them. So pray that the Holy Spirit will direct you. Next one, pray that when you preach, the Holy Spirit will bring conviction to the hearts of the sinners. 
Jesus said in John chapter 16, is that also the heart? The Holy Spirit will hurt. bring conviction. What verse is that? Huh? John chapter 16, verse 8. And when he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now look at me, everybody. You cannot convict anybody to become a Christian. You can only preach. The conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit. So pray that the Holy Spirit, eh, the Holy Spirit will bring conviction. Hallelujah. Okay. How to do person-to-person evangelism? How many points do you have? Number one is what? How to do person-to-person evangelism? What is number one? Have the right attitude for sinners. What is step number two? I gave you four right attitudes. Love, compassion, burden, desire. What is the second step? Know where you can find where? Sinners. How to do person-to-person evangelism? Number one, have a right attitude towards sinners. Number two, know that there are many places you can find sinners. Number three, know that there are three types of evangelism. Number four is always pray before you go and do evangelism. Hallelujah. Why you must pray. Number five, what to do when you see a sinner? What do you do when you see a sinner? But before that, even, no, before that, before that, how to present yourself before you go and do person-to-person evangelism? How to present yourself before you go and do person-to-person evangelism? So you have prayed. Now how to present yourself? Number, number one, okay, dress well and appropriately. Dress well and appropriately. What is appropriate dressing for ladies? Ladies, you should not dress so that you have exposed yourself. Don't expose your breast. Don't expose your bums. You see, when you do that, when you go, the, especially the boys, they will not be listening to the word that you are. You say, Jesus loves you. As you are saying, Jesus loves you and is looking at you like that. Say, Jesus, and then say, Jesus, no, you can see your breast shaking like that. Now that that's what he's looking at. Yeah? And your skirt is very short. And you are witnessing and on your lady's first fell. And it's, oh, excuse me, let me take my head. Now, when you tell her the brother has collapsed, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a dead cry. So did you come to help us to know Christ or you came to kill us? So dress appropriately. Okay? Brothers, your trousers should not be too tight so that there's a, a ball in front of you. And then you have sat down to witness to the sister who is looking very beautiful. And because the sister is looking beautiful, you have forgotten about the preaching, you are thinking about her. And then the ball in your front now begins to move up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. 
And her sister is wondering, is there a snake in your... So, she, she wants to say, please, please, there's a, a snake, but she can't say, please, there's a lizard who has, uh, is moving. It's not a lizard, though. So dress appropriately. Okay? Number two, smell well. Especially brothers, your armpit must smell well. Your armpit smells too much. Ah! So when you get there, you say, praise the Lord. You see that this They will tell you that, oh, uh, we are we are coming. And then west of all your mouth, order. He said, Praise the Lord. When you say praise, okay, they wanted they, they wanted to forgive you, but when you say hallelujah, they said, Please, can you come next week? We have we are very busy. Our mother is calling us. So present yourself well. How many of you are going to present yourself well? Okay. Now, number six or number five. What do you do when you see a sinner? I want everybody to listen to this. Stand to your feet, everybody, please. Stand to your feet. Everybody stand. Now we have come to the heart of the message. Okay. We have, we, have, we, have, we have had a right attitude. Is that not so? We have uh, located sinners. We have presented ourselves well. We have prayed. Now you have met a sinner. What do you do? What you do? What you do? Eh? Pastor Ben, come. Sit down in the chair. You are a sinner. What do you do when you see a sinner. Number one, approach boldly and cheerfully. Approach boldly and cheerfully. You see, don't do like, <laughs> don't be like a fool. <laughs> okay. you, 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 you approach boldly like that and cheerfully. Why cheerfully? Because if you squeeze your face, the person will wonder, ah, why? Or the way you have made your face bony. He will be afraid. Maybe you are coming to attack him. This is what I'm saying. So you must smile and come boldly. Number two, greet appropriately with the right hand movements. For example, in our tradition, you don't greet with your left hand. So don't come and say, good evening. Good evening. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't, don't come in. You don't know the person. So when you come, you say, when I say boldly, that, hey, you don't know the person. Hey, I say! <laughs> Why? You don't know the person. I get what I'm saying. The person was, ah, who is this? Is he mad or has he gone to smoke something? Then, you know, 
Next one. Sit down only when you are offered a chair. You see, it's very rude. It's very rude when I come to somebody's house. You say, when I get a good evening. Ah, who are you? And then even <laughs> even maybe there's only one chair. There's a push. <laughs> a push. Oh, push. <laughs> you know, listen, all these things, do you know what will happen? They will put the person off from listening to you. Watch this. You have a powerful message. You must make sure that the person accepts you and hear your message. What did they say? He came onto his own, but his own did not receive him. Jesus Christ. So you may have a powerful message, but the people will not receive you. Based on the fact that you are smelling, your armpit is smelling, your mouth is smelling, your dressing is very suggestive. Do you understand it? I mean, it's very rude. I mean, who, who is this person? That is why all these things are important. Next one. I write down the point. Introduce yourself and your mission without necessary mentioning your church. Introduce yourself and your mission without necessarily mentioning your church. So when you come, so good evening, sir. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Emmanuel. Uh, I stay at Pofako. This evening, the Lord has asked us to come to this area to pray for the people in this area and to share his love. I was passing when I saw you. I thought that, oh, I should come and share the love of God with you, you know, and to pray with you. That is why I'm here. Okay, now listen. I didn't say, my name is Manuel. I go to, I've been in the Lighthouse Church here, the Anakazu. When you mention Anakazu, you see, one day he was passing where some of the church members uh, were made some, they said, this Anakazu was some too known. So already he has Anakazu. That's it. He doesn't want to hear from me. And then also, you see, every time you mention your church, people say, I also have a church. Oh, me, I go to Methodist. Meanwhile, the last time I went to Methodist was 17 years ago. How many of you can understand that? But because you came of your church, he's also showing you that he also goes to church. But remember, Jesus sent us to go and preach the gospel and not to preach our church. Your church has no power to save anybody. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Not your church. So when you go around talking to people, and then say, you know, my church, it puts them off. It puts them off. When you are warned them, and now you invite them to your church. You have warned them. They have listened to you. The Holy Spirit has given them conviction. You have prayed with them. They are giving their light to Christ. And now you can say that, oh, I go to this church. You know, I'd like to invite you to come. It is too late for them to be angry with you. They have been blessed already. Amen. How many points do you have? Huh? 
four, five. That is, what do you do when you what? Meet a sinner. Is that not so? Number one is what? Approach what? Boldly and what? Cheerfully. Number two? Greet with appropriate gestures. Number three? Sit down only when they offer you what? A chair. Number four is what? Introduce yourself and your mission without necessary mentioning your church. Number five, witness to them. Witness to them. Now listen to me. Okay. Listen to me. What is what is a witness? A witness is somebody who has seen something and is talking about it. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, we shall receive power and we shall be witnesses. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. When the Holy Spirit comes, we shall receive power and we shall become witnesses. Witnesses. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and it shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. Let's look at some other translation. Maybe Message Bible. Message Bible. What you get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Okay, they all use witnesses. But a witness is when you go to court. A witness, they call a witness. It was a witness. Said, now what did you see? Okay. Now, how many of you believe that Jesus has done some, something for you? Say that to the sinner. That's your witness. You know, brother, God loves all of us. Yeah. God loves all of us. Even me, God loved me. I didn't used to go to church. I didn't like church. I was just fooling around in the world. You know, and somebody did exactly what I'm doing. Told me about Jesus Christ. His love. He died for me. And I gave my life to Christ. And since that time, my life has changed. Yeah. In this town, we were talking about boys chasing girls. That was me. Oh, yeah. You see, drinking. Do you know Alexi? Alexi. Lessis. Where is, uh, where is the name of the place? Eh? Near Mambo. Near Mambo. Do you remember? Yeah, that place. I've been there. Oh, I tell you. I've been there. They used to carry me home. Yes. Used to carry me home. Even we used to have drinking competition like quarter to quarter. You take, I take. You take, I take. You take, I take. Yeah. And I remember one time I collapsed. But today, look at me. You see, God has been merciful to me. So this is the good news I want to share with you. You know. Because God loves you. Satan doesn't like us at all. You like us to, you know. And then you see, there are some scriptures that you must know. But you don't even need to hold the Bible. John 3.16. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. Okay? Write down the scriptures that you must know. Your basic scriptures. John 3.16. Quickly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Okay. For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The wages of sin. Romans 6 23. Then Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. As it is appointed unto man once to die, after that, the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. These four scriptures are okay. This, as I'm talking to him, you know, the Bible says that God loves all of us. If God could love me, I mean the life that I've described to you, you, he loves you. Do you see? Yes. And you see, the Bible says we have all sinned before God. Not because you have done anything bad, but Adam and Eve, they are sinned. Some has affected us. That's why we need to give our life to Christ. So one day we all go to go to heaven. You know, so this is what we are sharing. And when I saw you, I thought that you know I should share. You know. Now, do not condemn people. Don't say, oh, Charlie, how? But you, in fact, as for this time, when we are talking about bad people, you are a bad person, pal. I say you are bad, you are bad. I like say, the other time, I saw you some two chicks. Do you remember? Some two chicks. Do you remember that girl? Do you see? Yeah, you are a bad person, but you see, that you are bad, you, see, you go to hell. I'm telling you, you go to hell. You die and go to hell, you see. If you don't give your life to Christ, Bad boy, just drinking, just moving around. Why? Somebody is sitting somewhere. Why have you come to insult him or hurt? I get what I'm saying. Remember that God has commended his love. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 towards that. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ came to die for us. So don't condemn people. Love them. When you condemn people, they will oppose you. They will reject you. So, ah, why? But, 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 so, okay. If I'm bad, is it for you? Do, do you give me food? Go away from here. What a nonsense is that? Charlie, I, I say, can I hear this foolish boy? I mean, you come to stand there, just tell them that I'm a bad person. But what about you? What about you? Don't we know in this town? What do you mean? Get out from here. Bloody fool. Bullshit. A center like you. You see, he has been, his brother has been saying Basenta in the house. He doesn't, he thought that Basenta is an insult. Amen. How many of you can witness? Share, share what the Lord has done for you. Amen. Share what the Lord has done for you. Now, God willing, when we come. Tomorrow we we'll leave very early. We have a little session. But when we come, you know, in the morning, we are going to practice witnessing. So, 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 Bishop Chris, we are going to have people sitting in pairs. Okay? And then you witness to this, and this one also. We will have witnessing practice before we leave here. <laughs> Next one. Next one. Pray for the person to give his life to Christ. 
pray for the person to give his life to Christ. Now watch me. Never witness to people and walk away. They have not received Christ. Lead them in prayer to receive Christ. Lead them in prayer to receive Christ. Now, I'm going to take I'm going to take five books. I want five people. Shepherds or potential shepherds who come and tell us how to lead somebody in prayer to give their life to Christ. If you get it right, I'll give you a book. So, any five people, you can come. Believe yourself. Just come. Yes. Any five people. Three books, I'll give you. Yes, number one, number two, number three, number four, the last person, number five. Okay. Spread yourself, social distancing, please. Brother, you are late, you are late. Okay, come. You are late, you are late now. You are late. You see, Jesus said, you say I come to follow him. You say, you are not going to say bye-bye before I come. You are, you are late. Spread yourself out. Spread yourself. Now, so, I want you to Pray with him to give his life to Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm talking to you. All right. original. But don't go too close. Social distancing, yes. But I can make any do with you. Kasi mengi disse Yesu Kristo nyangopomba Na mboni ntumbe umame Nende ya toso mensano Onyani efie wufum Te ye enedi Bodin eya mikweku Bodin eya mikweku Mfa Yesu Kristo Ye mira Ni mikradi nkwa Mani bena nti Minkwane nina Nti wade buwa mi Nyame mkwankwong Mesho ose Chomidin Awa mkwangu mwenu Awa yesu timu Amen What verse What verse did you use? What verse? What verse? Okay stand here Next person Next person. You can sit, you can sit, you can sit for you to pray. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. I want you to give your life to Jesus. Now, please, can you close your eyes? Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today, thank you for your word that says that you love me and you have sent your son Jesus, to come and die for me. I have received your word. I have given my life to you. Forgive all my sins. Write my name 
in the book of life. So that when you come the second time, I'll be part with you. I will spend eternity with you. Now say this. Say Satan. 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 Today, I am no more yours. I belong to Jesus. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Which verse? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Okay, stand here. Next one. Yes. Please close your eyes. You give your life to Christ and you yourself, you run away. (laughs) It's a long time you gave your life to Christ. Uh, Please say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. For dying for me as a sinner. I thank you for cleansing cleaning me. Ah, <laughs> uh, brother, stand here. Yes. Hallelujah. Please, everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Stand up, everybody. Stand up. Hallelujah. I greet everybody in the name of Jesus. Brother, good afternoon. You are, you are greeting all of us before you pray for him. Daddy. I want you to give your life to Christ today. I was like you. And Jesus came and died for me. For my sin. For me to be... You you have said all that. Now you are leading him to pray. The prayer. Even even the sinner... What did you say? The prayer. Even the sinner said the prayer. The sinner is tired. That's (laughs) why... If if you don't take that, the sinner crowd will rise up and and pray for you. (laughs) Okay, brother, let's pray. Say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving my life. Take, come and die for me. To come and die for me. I was a sinner. You bring me from the darkness to the light. I thank you, Father, by bringing me from the darkness to the light. I thank you for showing me so much love. Caring for me. Caring for me. Thank you, Father. Now, Satan, listen to me. I am no more longer yours. Uh, brother, stand, stand, stand. stand. If it's Satan, is not afraid of your prayer. Yes, give the mic to me. Yes. The way your prayer is going, Satan can slap you right now. You are getting on his nerves.
Thank you, Bishop, for the opportunity. Well, do I do have to cough before you pray? Please, uh, Bishop, uh, I wanted to pray. Is that Bishop? Is a sinner? Okay. Uh, please, my friend, I want to pray with you so that you give your life to uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So you repeat this after me. You are praying. Lord Jesus, today I have received your word and I'm touched by your word. And I believe that you came and you died for me and you cleanse my sins away. Lord, I thank you. Lord, from today, I've given my life to you. I will serve you from today and forevermore. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Now, sit down. Listen carefully. I'm no more your candidate. I don't have anything to do with you. Go away. I belong to Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you once more. You have saved my life. I've given myself to you. Take me, use me, and save others in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Even his prayer, he said, he's no more a candidate for Satan. He doesn't, he's no more standing for a constituency for Satan. Here, stand here. Alright, now, Romans chapter 10. Verses 9 and 10. Now watch this. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For, verse 10, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and of the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. How do we become saved? Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess of thy mouth the Lord Jesus. So when you are praying for the person, the sinner, how to let the person say, I, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and part two part two and shall believe in thy heart that the Lord raised him from the dead so you should let the sinner say I believe in my heart that the Lord that you died and rose up from the dead that shall be saved Amen. 
So, confessing of your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believing with your heart that he died and rose up again, that is what gets you into salvation. Now, all of them prayed. There's nothing wrong with their prayers. But you see, these words didn't come out. I think the person that had these words come out was the first person. This is what I'm saying. He was quite close. All the other people, you love me, you, you candidate, you know, and all that. You know, it doesn't. So always, so always, okay, always make sure that, okay, so let us pray. Say, dear Jesus, I confess you with my mouth that you are Lord and Savior. I believe in you with my heart that you die and rose up on the third day. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Or write my name in the book of life. My name is mention your name. Please write it. Now Satan, you can say all that but this, this part I got what I'm saying. You know, it's just like, why is it important? It's just like you have you have received a visa but you received a false visa. So when you get to the list and you look at it, so no, this visa no. Yeah. I got what I'm saying. So leading people to pray you must also lead them to pray with Romans chapter 10, 9, and 10. Very, very important. Amen. But I think that they've all done very well. And, uh, and uh, um, for, for even the boldness the boldness to come for it. I'm going to give all of them a book. Yeah. Brother, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. And for almost getting it right, two books. Clap your hands for them. Sit down. Amen. Wow. So lead the person to give their life to Christ. Next step. Take enough information about the person to help you to follow them up. Take enough information about the person. During this camp, our breaks are going to be short because we have only today. Write down enough information about the person to help you to follow up the person. What are the information? The person's name, especially the common name. The common name. The common name is very important. The common name is how people call him in the area. Come, my brother. You come. That's why, yes. Stand here. Where do you come from? Stand here. Which church? Santa Maria. Santa Maria. Okay. And uh, what is your full name? 
Kwao Gideon. Gideon Kwao. That's your name. But how did they call the, the boys, boys and the area people, how do they call you? Gideon. Gideon. Yes, That's how they call you. Yes. So if you come to your area and call Gideon, everybody will know you. Princess. Yes. The common name. I get what I'm saying. Sometimes the common name is a guy name. Who has a, a common guy name in the area? Who is that? Eh? Ah, come. Who is that? Who? Come. Yes. Sunday. Ten. Ten this way. What's your full name? The one that your father gave to you. Gideon University. Where do you go to church? Um, Captain of Salvation Cathedral. Captain of Salvation. Cathedral. Santa Maria. No, Kasawa. Uh, oh, yeah, Captain of Salvation. Nyanyano. And what is the 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 common name? Oh, Gidet. Gidet. Yes, please. That's what everybody calls you. Yes, please. Gidet. You know, one day a certain uh, man went to a secondary school to go and look for his son. <laughs> eh? And mentioned his son's name. He's coming to look for uh, Emmanuel. I don't know, whatever. Maybe Emmanuel Muzu. Emmanuel Muzu. Everybody, including the teachers, Headmaster, every Emmanuel, nobody knew him. So, oh, my son comes to school here. Yeah, really? What year? Oh, he's in third year. SHS 3. Emmanuel Muzu. They're asking everybody. They went to ask the headmaster. The headmaster doesn't know. That's oh, My son, they started to describe the son. And somebody said, oh, Joe Pachachi. Joe Pachachi. Eh? Within two seconds, his son was there. His son is not called Manamuzu. He's called Joe Pachachi. So you see, when you win a soul, you have to find out the common name. Even sometimes, they use the mother, the mother's name for the child. They say, uh, Auntie Mary's uh, son. Something. So always look for the common name. Do you understand that? Sit down. Clap your hands for the Lord. <clears throat> then another information is the contact address, not poster address. Don't take P.O. box. It doesn't work. Take the contact ad- the address. Let the person describe. Let them draw a map. Let them describe. Okay? Where their house is. And then be careful when they tell you that a yellow uh, kiosk. Because yellow kiosk was last year when MTN went to paint the place. Maybe now Tigo has gone to paint the place. And the colors have changed. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, th- I don't know what these days, whether the Google Maps, they work everywhere. If the person has a, 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 a distance, you can let the person send it to you. I get what I'm saying. So get info, then get the contact number. And the contact number, ask the person, is it yours or for your mother or your uncle? Because sometimes they give you for the uncle. You know, and then when somebody gives you the number, call it there and then. Because people normally don't give you the right number. 
So it's at 024222789. The 89. You turn it and make it 182. When you call, it doesn't go. <laughs> Do I know things? I know things. How many have realized that Bishop knows things? Yes. Amen. Now, this information will help you to follow up the person. Alright. Next point. Pray powerfully for the person before you leave. Pray powerfully for the person before you leave. And don't pray spiritual prayers only. What do I mean by spiritual prayer? You see, you see, as he's sitting down there, maybe he has some problems. You see, maybe uh, he's, uh, uh, he has a problem. You see, so you ask him, is there anything that you want me to pray? We say, oh, yes. You know, next week I have an interview. And uh, they say 720 people have applied. Only 52 are going to sow. You see what I'm saying? So then you pray. So let us pray. Don't pray only, Father, thank you so much for Brother Ben that today he has given his life to Christ. Lord, as he has given his life to Christ, baptize him with the Holy Spirit and fill him with your power. Lord, let him serve you and go to heaven one day. Oh Lord, let him serve you. Let him be a good Christian. It's all good. But Charlie, the man says that next week he's going for interview. So say, and now, Father, establish him. Let him serve you. Father, and now, I stand as your servant. Concerning his interview next week, I lift up my hands into the atmospheres and I declare that he will be selected. Let your angel go before him. Give him favor, oh God. You see, whenever you are praying and you hear the person say, Amen. Amen. It means a prayer is nekoye. When the person is very quiet, it means only spiritual prayers. Amen. You know, people love to be prayed for. Always pray for people. People love to be prayed for. So always pray for people. Always do what? Pray for people. Alright? Then the last point. What is the last point? Invite the person to your next Bacenta meeting. Thank you. Clap your hands for our sinner. Invite the person to your next Bacenta meeting. And the last point, visit the person as soon as possible. So this is how to do person to person evangelism. Hallelujah. Now I want uh, Bishop Chris to rise up and uh, go through the points for us. How to build a basenta. How to build a basenta. How many of you are going to build basentas? Alright. Are basentas important things? They help us to what? Gather. Is that not so? Yes. Alright. Bishop, how to build a basenta? Number one, be ready to suffer be ready to sacrifice. I think the points are there. Can you put the points up? Uh-huh. So you can be ready to lose and be ready to die. Okay. And then number two, 
person to person evangelism. Write it this, this way. Do person to person evangelism to win, to win souls. Because you need to win souls to start your center. Do person to person evangelism to win souls. So under that we have a number of points. The first one is have the right attitude towards sinners. And that, that we have love sinners. Have compassion for sinners. Have a burden for sinners. Have a desire to see sinners saved. Sonia. Then we go to point number two. Know that there are many places to find sinners. Such as in the streets, on the lanes, beer bars, drinking spots, night clubs, eating spots, game centers, betting centers, schools, workplaces, ghettos, lorry stations, under the bridge, cinema halls, video centers, uncompleted buildings eating places, internet cafe, and I think I had Facebook. Point number three. Know that there are three types of evangelism in terms of the target groups. And the three types are, first, the Andrew type of soul winning. And that is bringing your siblings, your parents, and family members to Christ. The second type is the Philip type of soul winning, which is to win your friends and colleagues and neighbors to Jesus Christ. And the third type are the Samaritan woman type of soul winning, which is reaching out to your community. Then point number four, always pray before you go to do evangelism. Evangelism without prayer is a waste of time. Evangelism without prayer is fruitless. Evangelism without prayer is argumentative. So what do we pray for? Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you. Number two, pray for boldness. Number three, pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to sinners. Number four, pray that when you preach, the Holy Spirit will convict them. Point number five, how to present yourself before you go for person-to-person evangelism. And that we looked at dress well and appropriately. Another point, smell well. And another point, your mouth must smell well. And then point number six, what do you do when you meet a sinner? Approach boldly and cheerfully. Greet appropriately with the right hand movements. Sit down only when you are offered a chair. Introduce yourself and your mission without necessarily mentioning your church. Witness to them. Pray for the person to give his life to Christ. Take enough information about the help to follow up the person. To help you follow up the person. And then example, the person's common name, contact address, contact number, and possibly call it there and then. 
And then another point, pray powerfully for the person before you leave. And don't pray spiritual prayers only. And then invite the person to your next Basenta meeting. And the last point, visit the person as soon as possible. Hallelujah. All right, so when you do a couple of uh, search person-to-person evangelism, so you gather the people, and then you use them to start your center. How, can, how many of you can do that? Clap your hands for the Lord. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakokaswa. Please note our service times. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again. 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.